Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome, Life Group Leaders, to this week's edition of the Life Group Leader Podcast. We are on week three of Losing It, Overcoming the Grip of Anger, and the sermon this week is on replacing anger. We're going to be looking at that great passage from Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, and how we can begin to um, understand and navigate the real emotion of anger, and how that could be uh, not a, a hindrance in our relationship, but could be actually something that fosters like growth and deeper community with us and others around. So uh, excited to have Tiffany Lyons on the podcast this week. What's up, Tiffany? What's up? Glad to be here. Yeah, good to have you. You've got uh, some kind of a Starbucks drink in front of me. What, what's what's going oh, on? Coffee drink of choice. Gosh, it's so cliche. <laughs> it's a pumpkin cream cold brew. I thought so. It looked yeah, a little a tinted yeah. orange. Extra foam. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's a, it's a pumpkin what cold brew? What, what? Uh, pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin cream cold brew. Yeah. All right. Say yeah. that five times fast. Exactly. Let's see, let's see exactly. how that goes. I guess it's super healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, tis the season for all of the all those right. kinds of drinks. Exactly. That's amazing. We're at the phase of life with our 14-year-old who has discovered an appreciation for, for coffee. And I'm like, Ooh. that's great. Uh, we're, we're, we're there. But um, she, she loves the, the fruity, the, the sugary is it fair to say it's coffee? I guess it's still it's yeah. still coffee. You know, when, when I was in middle school, I only thought Starbucks carried frappuccino. Yeah, <laughs> no that's idea awesome. There was anything else. <laughs> totally, that's great. Um, well, thanks for spending some time to be with us. Absolutely. And um, life group leaders, we mentioned this last week, um, but in some upcoming uh, upcoming episodes, we want to hear from you. And some of you already sent in some of your questions. Uh, just around uh, how do you navigate conversations in your group? What do we do if a group gets kind of stuck? How can we um, compel our groups towards towards service? You know, outreach, uh, our outreach weekend campaigns coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, but you may have questions about just, man, I want to address this uh, question with, with our life group team. And so you can email in to lifegroups at marinerschurch.org. And we're going to be reviewing those questions and uh, answering your questions over the next uh, a couple of episodes. All right. For now, we're going to jump straight in into this week's questions on replacing anger. All right. This is going to be tough to because you don't strike me as a as an angry person. Oh, that's so. <laughs> Anybody nice. that comes in with a pumpkin cream cold brew <laughs> latte or whatever that that's just that's it's just, just speaks, masking it. Totally. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Just, yeah. Don't we all? All right. Uh, let's jump in on this. Then, so uh, lean in question is, uh, have you ever gone a home renovation project? What was the project and how long did it take? Anything come to mind for you on that question? Well, um, years ago I bought a home in Missouri and there was no like, I'm calling it a home renovation, it's a stretch, Um, but there was like no walkway to the door and there was no, there was no plans and things like that. So I decided to like try to do something. But I am so not handy. So everything that I did, it was it was supposedly a super simple project. Yeah. And I I actually this is what gets me the most angry. If I have to hang a picture on the wall, yeah, if yeah. I have to do any sort of like home renovation stuff, I just have zero ability. I think that um, if you on the spiritual gift test, I think I scored a two of like on home renovation. On, I didn't um, know that was on that. Was oh wow. No, Amazing. no, but I, I did hear that there was like a I don't know, there was yeah. something similar. I don't even know if that's really a spiritual gift. But I don't have it. 
Yeah. I do not have it. And so, yeah, I get the most angry when I try to do stuff like that. Incredible. And, but what's amazing is years later, I look back at the house. I'm like, dang, that looks okay. Now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Now, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm, I've got a varied uh, level of, of different sort of skills. But uh, home renovation, like home repair stuff, oh, man, it's, <laughs> it's struggle bus. We were up in the... The Bay Area helping my wife's uh, dad move into a new space, and I got handed the sander tool and sand the stairs, and we had to move. He's, he has a chairlift that he accessed, take that thing off the stairs and move it back and forth and replace blinds and um, all the stuff that's probably really easy. Most of you are listening thinking, that doesn't sound like anything, but it was it was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun, but I think there's something in the question of, yeah, points of frustration, right? But I love what you said, like even looking back and thinking, oh, wow. But something beautiful, beautiful came out of that. And I think that's the, the point of this question is getting us to think about, yeah, things that can be frustrating, um, can be sources of, uh, of anger and where we can feel overwhelmed. But actually, if we address it in the right way, that there could be some beauty that comes on, comes on the back end of it. So yeah. that's great. All right. So don't ask Tiffany and I to come to do any home renovation stuff. <laughs> fair, fair play. All right. Yeah. Let's um, jump into the passage. I'm actually going to read it. And as I read it, there's a couple of questions that are prompts here. And um, just again, uh, life group leaders, we, when we look at the look down question, I know we say this quite often, we do mean like physically look down, <laughs> look down at the passage. And then you want to, as we're going to do now, uh, state what the questions are before you read the passage uh, and then encourage your group members to, okay, let's look at the passage together. And even here, we've got pins and we're going to mark things up as, as we look at the passage because look down is focus on God's word. What does God word, God's word say about the question here? Again, this isn't the time where we're, and, and sometimes it happens naturally and that's great, but where we're not inviting a whole lot of sort of extra stories, that's going to come from, from our life. But this is, let's focus on what the passage says. So a couple of questions here as we read from Ephesians 4. Um, what do you learn about the activity of anger? What do you learn about the activity of anger? And then what things are we given to help combat anger? So just what do you learn? What do you observe about anger from the passage? And then also in the passage, what are the things that we are given to help encourage us to combat anger? All right, so I'll read it, and then Tiffany and I will note our observations here. All right, Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, it says, Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor. Because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. Verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting, and slander be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you. All right. So reminding ourselves of the questions, what do you learn about anger or the activity of anger? And what things are we given to help combat or overcome our anger? Let's work through what stands out, Tiffany. Um, I think the first thing that stands out is when it says, be angry and do not sin. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we can think of angry, being anger as an emotion. Mm -hmm. And so the minute we feel angry, like maybe you've come face to face with something that provokes that uh, emotion, we think, oh, that in itself could be a sin. 
Uh, but I love it says, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So there's not shame in the initial like anger right. that we feel, but we have the ability to either hold on to it and sin or um, to be angry and to not sin. And so that was the first thing that came to my mind. That's great. Yeah. And um, I love to that scripture doesn't shy away from from the reality of the emotion of ang- anger. And it, as you said, it gives us even the permission to be be angry. Like mm-hmm. that's actually a part of what it means to be an integrated person. Yeah. Um, and as Eric talks about in the, in the in the message, like you know, culture is telling us, uh, and we're finding out that well, just um, expressing your anger mm-hmm. in different ways that are harmful. He talks about kind of rage rooms or suppressing your anger. Yeah. We're we're discovering that neither of those are really bringing us into to, to healing. Um, and so scripture gives us a different way, right, to actually address address the anger. So, yeah, be ang- angry, but do not sin. Um, I love it. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Mm-hmm. What, is, what, what do we learn about that? What do you think scripture is telling us on that phrase? Um, well, it goes directly into don't give the devil the opportunity. Mm. And I think when we hang on to anger, um, that's not good for us. Yeah. Like when we do that, then we can easily shift into sin and even by just holding on to anger, it turns into bitterness. That's and, right. And it turns into like the way we view people and the way we view reality is now totally through the filter of this anger that's now front and center. And so um, I think scripture here tells us that we know how powerful anger can be in our lives in a negative way. Yeah. And so much so that we say, don't give the devil the opportunity. That's right. Yeah, it's great. And don't let it, yeah, don't let the sun go down in your anger. is Because we all know, right, that the longer that we sit and focus on a hurt or a hang up mm-hmm. or a habit or something that that's happened, yeah. like it begins to build up, it begins to fester. And we start telling ourselves stories and narratives that aren't actually, actually true. Yeah. And so there's a sense of be aware of what it is, take inventory of what it is and, and move in an appropriate way towards towards finding the, the, the healing on, on the other side of it. Because is it is it a sin to be angry? No. But it can't lead towards a sin, as it right. says here, right? That don't give the devil an opportunity. And you know, like when we're in a moment of, of rage, we're often not thinking clearly. We're right. moving towards rash actions or harming ourselves or others. And that's where destruction can really, can really come. That's Even great. in verse 31, like let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you. Yeah. Um, I just think so many times in our society, we feel like this is such a normal part of life. We're angry, so then I will yeah. be upset. I will yell. I mean, there was a guy getting on the plane with me that was yelling um, so much so that everyone on the plane was just on edge. Yeah. And it was over something so little. And um, But like in our society, it feels like that's just normal. Like you feel this way, so you act this way. Yeah. And I love that Scripture is showing us there's a different way. That's right. Yeah, other things that we see too here about anger, um, love what you just hit on, that it's often attached to to bitterness, bitterness, mm-hmm. a, a resentment, um, wrath. Often there's an activity, like you just said with the guy in the airplane, mm-hmm. of shouting <laughs> and slander. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a few other things that are foul, foul language. Yeah. I mean, there's things here that are often attached to the activity uh, of anger. Um, and in verse 30, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, we're told that, what, what does that mean? Then? That anger, when not handled properly, can grieve grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hit on a little bit too, but if you look at the flip side of that question, then what things are we given to help combat, combat anger? What do we see in the passage? 
Um, I love that we in verse 30, it is where it starts with, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, but you were sealed yeah. by him yeah. for the day of redemption. And I love that because if we only see all of these things we shouldn't do without that one verse, then that's a lot for us to handle. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. we feel like, okay, I feel like I'm angry. Um, and so now I want to do all these things, but I'm going to use like my own strength yeah. to not do all of these things. Um, but I love that verse because this, this shows that this is so much beyond me. That's right. Um, and so I love that we're sealed for the day of redemption, that the Holy Spirit is in us. And, and that's what helps us combat this anger. Right. That's really good. Yeah. That we can get stuck on the hamster wheel of like sin management, mm -hmm. uh, and often forget that, man, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit for the day, for the day of redemption, that we have everything that we need to overcome yeah. sin is within us, not because of who we are, but because the Holy Spirit has come and moved mm -hmm. in and reminds us who we are, enables yeah. us to follow and remember everything that Jesus taught. I mean, all, all these beautiful things. Um, and then, of course, um, verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another. And as you said, like if it was just be kind and compassionate towards one another, do right. it, yeah. do it, you know, just, just do harder. just do better. Yeah. But the real, the, the incredible hook truth here is just as God has also uh, mm. forgave you in Christ. Uh, why do you think that's important to combating anger, that last part of the passage? Because it helps shift our perspective. Yeah. Um, often we're angry because we're justified in our anger. Yeah. Um, and so I love that as we're looking at this, there's not one part of this that's saying, no, you really weren't wronged. No, you really weren't offended. We're not even talking about that. Uh, we're talking about our response to perhaps a real offense or a real thing that hurts. And um, and so I, when I think about this, this helps shift our perspective because when we're thinking about that one thing that's causing so much anger and the person or the situation, it's easy for us, just like you said, to hyper-focus on it. And that's the only narrative that we're seeing. Like everything else gets blurry in our lives. But what this does is it lifts our perspective to remember that we've also offended That's right. God. We've offended yeah. other people. Um, and because we are a forgiven people, we can forgive. Come on. That's great. Come on, Tiffany. I'll preach yeah. a little bit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And Eric has this great reminder in here about you can remove your anger by remembering your Savior. That's mm -hmm. it. Remembering your Savior's love, grace, mercy, and compassion and what he's done for you, yeah. which actually brings us into gratitude and worship and impacts our relationships, right? So just as God has also forgave you in Christ. We've been forgiven much, and so we forgive. We forgive mm -hmm. others much. That's great. All right, ready to move to the lookout section. Uh, let me read this question. It says, the American Psychologist Association <laughs> uh, says the underlining message of highly angry people is that they say this, that uh, things should go my way. Do you agree or disagree with this quote and why? So it's trying to get to how we see anger play out um, in the world around us. And what it's saying is there's often this connection between um, anger and, and control. Anger mm -hmm. and, and control, wanting things are our way. What do you think, Tiffany? Do you see that? Does that, does that resonate in what you see? Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think... Even in myself, unfortunately, like when I get angry, it's because things didn't go my way. Mm -hmm. You know, like even going back to the renovation, you know, question at the beginning. Right. Typically, it's because I didn't do this particular thing the way I wanted to do it or or things aren't as easy as I expected them to be. And so it's this misaligned expectations. But you, but at the, I think this totally makes sense. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Yeah, it is often in. Uh, I'm just remembering a story <laughs> one time of, a, you know, I was a church kid, so. And we go to church all the time and you go out to eat to church after yes. church all the time on 
on a Sunday morning lunch, Wednesday night, and then Sunday night, we would go to Baker Square, which I don't even know people are going to know what is what is that thing. But it was a little restaurant up in the Bay Area. And I remember going out one time uh, with uh, some family, and you know, I was just a kid at that time. And and my friend, who couldn't have been much more than five or six years old, ordered his meal, and uh, it came out, not you know, whatever it was, chicken tenders and fries or something yeah. at that age. He just flipped out totally lost control through the biggest tantrum ever seen in the middle of the restaurant and what he kept screaming was it doesn't look like the picture it doesn't look like the picture <laughs> and i think there's some there's some truth in that yeah. right like we have an idea of how we want oh, to control so our circumstances and what things are going to look like yeah. and when they don't you know we start telling ourselves stories start to manipulate other people and we can we can lash out in some real real unhealthy ways right gosh that's so, so true there you go yeah i mean i think about there's stories like that, which that's yeah. hysterical. I have a three-year-old niece, and so things often don't go her way. Yeah, yeah. And boy, do we know about it. And so sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's like it's situational, or it's like you can identify one scene in your life, and that's why you got angry. But I think sometimes it can go to like seasonal, like. Right. And so I think like I'm single. I talk to a lot of people who are single and who are older than they they they're older than they thought they would be when they're not married. Yeah. And so I have friends that are unfortunately like they're angry. They're angry at their their misaligned expectations. It's not what the picture looked like yeah. when they were younger. That's right. And so I even see people being mad at seasons or, or they're mad at God um, for things not going the, the way that they want. And it, often it's not an outburst, but it's like it's now just like sits on them. Yes, and it's right. their normal, you know, and anger can look so different on different people. That's right. Which, which for leaders, this would be the great like second cut to this lookout question you're starting to hear stories people are telling things of where they've seen it mm-hmm. and the the follow-up could be should be okay well, what does that look like what are the results of that kind of attitude on a person mm-hmm. somebody who is always trying to control somebody who's flying off the edge over the time where, where have you seen that what are the effects that that has on that person and their relationships um but what do you think tiffany how, how does that play out um, typically, it's everyone else's fault. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of statements like that. Like, let, if we go with the marriage thing for now, you know, often I'll hear people say, well, there's just not any good Christian men. Um, I don't believe that. I take a personal assault to that question, yeah. too. So thank you. Offense, <laughs> single, offense to that question. Single yeah. Men, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Single men. Um, and so I mean, I'm on the lookout for one, you know? Yeah. So, like, I, you know, so I, I get Life it. Life groups at Mariners Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Easy. Any, anyway. No, but... What, that, what I don't like about that statement yeah. is that it's now all of the single Christian men in the world's fault, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, girl, you're just not fun to be around because you got a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you wouldn't want to date you, mm-hmm. you know, the way that you're acting. And so sometimes when we're angry at a situation, even if it's real pain or, you know, the picture's not what we thought, then we actually turn into a worse version of ourselves, mm-hmm. And so, and I know it could be any scenario. You're mm-hmm. not in the career you want or whatever. And so you're like, well, I'll be the best version of myself when fill in the blank. Right. And so I'll be less angry. I'll be less whatever. But typically we, uh, we think that the better version of ourselves is actually going to happen when our situation changes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. It's a, yeah, it's based on circumstances, right. right? Yeah, that's really good. That's awesome. Okay, um, look, look in portion here then says, when was the time you saw God take anger or hurt and turn it around towards reconciliation? So when have you seen anger or hurt turn into something that was reconciled, restored? Um, that's one question you could ask. I think if I'm sitting with my group and I'm going to be sitting with my group this Sunday <laughs> around this question, I might even phrase it of, um, hey, what would it look like 
for you to remove anger and, and remember your Savior? Like, what are the things that you put in your life that can help you remember your Savior, and how does that help you combat anger? So you can answer two different questions, right? Of mm-hmm. when was the time you seen anger and hurt turn towards reconciliation? Or if we're taking the through line, which I think really is the thesis yeah. of this message, is remove anger by remembering your Savior, I might use a question along those lines. What does that look like for you to focus on your Savior and what He's done, and how does that help remove anger and bitterness in your in your own life? Yeah. Um, so either of those questions, Tiffany, for you, how, yeah. how would you? I think um, to go with the second question. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be more intentional this week, like as I look at this question to do this. But I think anytime anger rises up mm-hmm. and I recognize, oh, yeah, I'm angry because perhaps I was wrong. Perhaps the picture doesn't, you know, it doesn't match the picture, whatever it may be. Um, like go to God with that mm-hmm. right away, you know, and say, God, I'm angry. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. um, I also don't want this to have a foothold. So will you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And um, and then in that, uh, I love just like rehearsing. I have to, I have to rehearse these truths, mm-hmm. um, for me to, for my heart to follow. Right. And so God, I, I ask you to help me with this, but also I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you have forgiven me so much. It's good. So would you please, um, help me focus on the gratitude that I can have when I really know that I have so let you down, uh, throughout my life and yeah. you continue to forgive me. So let me extend that forgiveness really good. to other people. And so it's it's rehearsing i think honestly i could probably pray ephesians 4 25 through 32 mm. to god over mm-hmm. and over again mm-hmm. and i think that 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 will help me it That's won't good. be it won't be automatic or immediate or easy yeah um right. but i think i think it would be That's a step really in the right direction. That's awesome yeah. really good tiffany i love that yeah and i think i think for me too there's um like when there is um apparently not a lot of margin Maybe you're, you're rushed and you're mm-hmm. running, and there's not a lot of space. And I know for me, that's when I'm I'm not operating as healthy as I yeah. as I should be. That I'm more susceptible towards little little pings and little hurts that I would maybe normally just ah, walk off. But when you feel, yeah. you know, if you ever feel like you're overwhelmed, then yeah, you mm-hmm. put on these offenses, and they're going to be yes. seem so much larger than they actually are. So it's right. It's that. How do you? How do you create space to, to sit and to meditate and to think about what God has done and to have, you know, that, that time where, where worship is meaningful and is it mm-hmm. impactful? How are you receiving what God has done through the relationship relationship with others, creating this space in this reservoir so that when you're when you're cut, like the first offense isn't like you, yeah. you bleed out hurt and resentment and bitterness, but you bleed out. Uh, God's grace and reconciliation because that's what you have received and that's the overflow. Easier said than done, yeah. but the spiritual practices and disciplines are are there for us. They're there for us. Not that we um, find healing through them, but they create an environment yeah. for healing to become possible, if that, if that makes sense. So. That's so good. Great. Awesome. Well, lots of different ways to take yes. that conversation. Leaders, again, I hope like you're hearing from Tiffany and I, like there's a bit of modeling of the questions are here and the questions are a great guide for you, but we want you and you should feel free to, man, be discerning in your group, to reword the questions, to listen to the sermon this weekend and 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 maybe rephrase some of the questions, how you might write them when you're following this kind of framework, right? Of that mm-hmm. lean in, get people talking, look down, look at God's word, look out. Where do you see this in the world around you? What are the effects of it? And then look in. What's the challenge for you? What's the application for you this week? Awesome, Tiffany. Well, thanks so much. Thanks yeah, for jumping thanks for in. Me. Yeah, anything else you got for us? Um, I would just say one of the things that you said yeah. just prompted this, but um, often 
it's easy to identify the anger in us when we get to the point of shouting. Like I think about that guy in the airport. Yeah. And when I was talking to my life group this week about uh, this past, or I guess it'd be two weeks ago's message, uh, my group said, oh, I don't have a problem with anger. Mm. And then as we continue to dive <laughs> in, by the end, we're like, oh, man, we all have a problem with anger. But mm. um, what what I love is we don't have to wait until we lose it to understand that we have a problem with anger mm. and to address it. So good. And so um, I, I was just thinking that when I start to know internally that I'm like, walking around with less grace because I'm like stressed to the max yeah. is when I start to get easily irritated with people. And so anyway, so that, that was just the last thought that I had is when we're looking at ourselves and evaluating, instead of putting anger only in the category of losing it, but like what if we also said like, what are those triggers? What, what are those like shifts in our spirit right. that we can address now before we actually sin? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so that that's another trigger for me that I'm always yeah. like, okay, I need to spend more time with God in this moment. Yeah, that's great, Tiffany. Yeah. Super helpful. I'm glad you had that in. Yeah. Thank you so much. And lastly, before we sign off, Life Group Leaders, we just wanted to make you aware of a workshop that we are hosting here at Mariners Irvine on Sunday, October 1st, following our 1130 service in the upper room. It is called Practical Hope for Anger and Forgiveness. And so you may want to circulate that within your life group. This is a great space where people can learn more about what it means to push through the barriers of anger and forgiveness. Uh, that's going to be sponsored by our Care and Recovery Ministry. we got some experts that are going to be in the room with us as well. And so great uh, workshop to make your groups aware of and to join us. All right, you guys, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you on this space next week.